Over the past few weeks, I've really made an effort to get to grips with this Bitcoin movement a bit more thoroughly. It really intrigues me and I think it's it has a lot of promise. So very quickly, two names that jumped out as me out at me as quite knowledgeable and um, super intelligent on this topic and in general, and also very strongly supporting the uh, the progression of Bitcoin. That's uh, Robert Breedlove and Michael Saylor. Robert Breedlove, a financial expert, he's got a master's in finance. I know he oper- has operated in a number of executive roles, and including finance, and he is just a scholar, <laughs> a learner. And um, yeah, it's very clear when you listen to him speak. Michael Saylor, the other one, whose name has kept coming up, he's the CEO of MicroStrategy, a publicly listed company, and yeah, he's an operator, he's an engineer, he's a first principles thinker, and he has become another face and strong proponent of Bitcoin and has invested billions of his company, and I'm not quite sure of his personal wealth, into Bitcoin. Now, Robert Breedlove, he also has he has a podcast by the name, The What Is Money Show. And he started off the show, his first few episodes was a series of discussions with Michael Saylor. So, I mean, double barrel genius here breaking down this concept and it's 11 and a half hours of conversation in which they thoroughly deconstruct the question what is money what is bitcoin and uh, what are the implications of everything that's happening now or at least that's the impression i've got i've only made it through the first two episodes but i'm capturing this as i go and um yeah it really it does go way back you know this first episode We've <laughs> spent most of our time in sort of uh, Paleolithic, um, ancient times, discussing uh, the evolution of our mastery of energy as humans. Um, and we look specifically at the three primal technological breakthroughs that shaped our early development according to sailor and that is fire missiles and hydropower and the implications of us learning to master each of these three technologies is so vast and i managed to capture a bit of it but if you really want to know much more uh, the best place to start is listening to the full conversation and then obviously going much deeper on your own but thinking of fire and just how much ability it gave us um you know thinking of light at night warmth as a hunting weapon whether we could uh, sort of corner off animals with it if we wanted to clear ground for building and then obviously cooking is the most notice notable uh, benefit or side effect of cooking um, but cooking alone and all of those other benefits or abilities 
are huge, huge, and really need to be meditated on to understand the implications of something like having a slightly better ability to hunt or being safer at night, being able to see in the dark more clearly or be safer in the dark at night, etc., etc. But cooking is a form of pre-digestion. And the amount of food energy that this opened up to us from our environment is immense. And uh, just the, the impact that that had on our survivability or our thrivability is huge. And, you know, none of us really go through a day um, at the moment without using fire in some way, form obviously a far more refined and uh, modern version of it. And the next technology we looked at was missiles. And missiles in the general sense of an object propelled through the air. And Michael laid out quite extensively uh, his perspective of surviving in nature and that one has to be brutal and one has to learn how to make a fight unfair. And if you just watch any predator and prey, there is never a fair fight. Unless you've got two equals fighting for dominance within the same herd, and then it's not all often a fight to the death. But when you have a predator and a prey, it's usually a pack of predator on a single prey, or one or a few predators on the youngest and weakest prey. <laughs> he shares the story of this eagle that I'm not sure if he's witnessed or saw on some documentary, but this eagle that flies along the mountain and... Um, hones in on this baby goat and just flies past, grabs its one leg enough to pull it off the side of the cliff and it drops hundreds and hundreds of meters hitting the rocks all the way until it just lands at the bottom and the eagle slowly flies down, lands and eats. And this is happening, I mean, I've watched of like dolphins where they've like circled in this lagoon, circle, circle, circle these fish, and then they like trap these fish, and these fish jump out of the water over the smoky, sandy barrier they've created, or the illusion of one, and they just hop out of the water, and the dolphins are sitting there waiting, and they literally, the fish are jumping straight into their mouth. Not fair. And in the same way we've used this, missiles, to make every fight in nature far more unfair in our favor. So survivability, but also through military. You know, if we, he shares a story about some Mediterranean um, nation, probably a few of them, where it's standard issue to, from like three years old for the men to learn how to wield a sling, a 10-foot sling uh, with if I'm not mistaken, lead bullets that they crafted. I mean, that is a weapon of note. And uh, not only surviving battle, but hunting uh, ability on a whole nother level. I mean, that's going to break bones if it doesn't hit the head and kill whichever creature it hits. So missiles, 
I mean, we can talk about catapults, we can talk about cannons. We've used these to dominate nature and each other in every possible form. Might even be more primordial than fire. I mean, that's just kind of, you think like from the very beginning, you pick up a rock, you could stand on a cliff and wait for an animal to walk underneath you and drop a big rock on it. And um, yeah, that kind of keeps you safe and master it. Then lastly, hydropower. And this is just the way we opened up the whole world to us. Yes, water is super important for irrigation and it's super important for hygiene, which is a whole tangent on, like especially when you had cities that ran on, were powered by horses and donkeys and cows. And then how do you clean this place? So irrigation was so important for that. But more importantly, the advancement of our civilizations, water offered us the ability, yes, to travel long distances, to go places we had never been and to travel far, but also to move large objects around and large quantities of objects around. So food, building materials, you know, up and down rivers, across coastlines, etc. And a lot of the thriving hubs early on were either all built along big rivers or they had extensive canal networks and ferries and um, this was this was the transport mechanism so um, you know you think of a big boat that's not tied to the jetty big boat small ship like you can almost move that as one person that's how much friction the water removes with an object that's buoyant in it. Now, I mean, amazing, amazing stuff. I can't believe we're going on this 11 and a half conversational, 11 and a half hour conversational journey. And this is what we've been discussing about man's ability, primordial ability to leverage energy and the application of energy to matter. It's just a, an amazing place to start. Um, so I'm really looking forward to how we're going to be building up. We really are building up from first principles. A concept, just before we, uh, I end this, so that Robert shares right at the end, which I think is super important for where we're going to, where this conversation might go, is uh, that an important value that we have as humans, especially modern humans trying to be more civilized, uh, more conscious, more actualized, is to have freedom without impinging on another's freedom. And he describes that that's actually where the true sense of, or the concept of property comes from, property. Property is the relationship that an individual has with an asset that he has spent time and energy investing in. So, for example, we could be writing a book or building a boat, farming food or making clothes or any anything in which one has injected value, invested energy into. Then, by virtue of having this property, one is then able to exchange this property with another's property. And this is trade and it's also the way in which we developed or allowed for 
us to specialize in what we want to specialize in. What is our craft? So you can specialize in your craft, spend your time becoming really good at what it is you are good at. And then trade your property with another one's property so that you can still get access to the things that you need, to other important things. I mean, maybe you're a blacksmith and you're crafting a sword. Well, you can't eat that sword. You need food. So you will go and exchange your property that you've invested in, that you've put energy into. You will exchange that with someone else who's invested energy and time into the assets or the property that you need so and then you can make the exchange and that's where the market has sort of been created as a consequence of that so yeah i think that's just important to appreciate what an episode i think this series is going to be quite something if you enjoyed that a lot and you want more then i highly recommend you go check out the original episode it's a bit longer and a bit deeper But um, I just found this super valuable. So I'm making notes on this. I'm capturing this for me to come back to. And if you're not up for the 11 and a half hour journey, which I can imagine not everyone is up to, um, then at least you've got a a snippet here. Craig's few takeaways from this uh, journey with Robert Breedlove and Michael Saylor. And thanks to them, these are pioneers in the space. And stick around because there are going to be some revelations down this journey. This is just really laying the very early foundations of where we are going. Because it's such an extensive, deep topic. What is money? And why is Bitcoin a big deal? This is how far back we've had to go to lay the foundations to answer these questions properly. So this is exciting. Stay tuned. I'll be doing the rest of the series. And um, yeah, chat tomorrow. Just to add on a concept that I didn't actually include, what some of my thoughts were. were, um, Wherever I'm learning about finance, wherever I'm learning about uh, generating revenue, um, adding value to the world, having an impact. We're, we're thinking about leverage, leverage, leverage. How do we take the energy that we put into something? How do we take the abilities that we have and use technologies to increase the potentiality, the ability, the reach, the impact of the energy and the ability that we've put in how do we then increase our outputs not only in uh, magnitude but also in nature and um, this is the concept of leverage and these this is what i am seeing this is what i'm thinking as i look at these primordial or these primal technologies fire missiles and hydropower these were our first steps at Uh, learning to create leverage learning to do more with to take what we are capable of doing and to leverage it into something more something that can do more that can be slightly different that opens up new possibilities to us that keeps us safer and still based on 
us, our abilities, our intelligence, our intellect, and our uh, our physical uh, attributes, but then figuring out how to leverage them into something bigger, faster, stronger, easier, safer. Just wanted to throw that in there. Thanks for listening.